Section 11 of O. Henry Encore by O. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. A Strange Case. A post reporter met a young Houston physician the other afternoon, with whom he is well acquainted, and suggested that they go into a neighboring cafe and partake of a cooling lemonade. The physician agreed, and they were soon seated at a little table in a quiet corner under an electric fan after the physician had paid for the lemonade the reporter turned the conversation upon his practice and asked if he did not meet with some strange cases in his experience yes indeed said the doctor many that professional etiquette will not allow me to mention and others that involve no especial secrecy but are quite as curious in their way i had one case only a few weeks ago that i considered very unusual and without giving names i think i can relate it to you by all means do so said the reporter and while you are telling it let us have another lemonade the young physician looked serious at this proposition but after searching in his pocket and finding another quarter he assented about a week ago he began i was sitting in my office hoping for a patient to come in when i heard footsteps and looking up saw a beautiful young lady enter the room she advanced at the most curious gait i ever beheld in one so charming she staggered from side to side and lurched one way and another succeeding only by a supreme effort in reaching the chair i placed for her her face was very lovely but showed signs of sadness and melancholy doctor she said in a very sweet but sorrowful voice i want to consult you about my condition and as it is a most unusual affection i will have to trouble you to listen to a no doubt tedious discourse upon my family history madam said i my time is yours anything you have to say that will throw light upon your trouble will of course benefit me in my diagnosis she thanked me with a smile that for a moment erased the sad lines from her face my father she said was one of the adamses of eastern texas you have doubtless heard of the family uh, perhaps so i replied but there are so many families by the name of adams that it is of no consequence she continued with a little wave of her hand fifty years ago a violent feud broke out between my grandfather's family and another family of old texas settlers named redmond the bloodshed and inhumanities exchanged between the people of each side would fill volumes the horrors of the old kentucky and west virginia feuds were repeated by them an adams would shoot a redmond from behind a fence at his table while eating in a church or anywhere and a redmond would murder an adams in like manner the most violent hatred imaginable existed between them they poisoned each other's wells they killed each other's stock and if an adams met a redmond only one would leave the spot the children of each family were taught to hate the others from the time they could speak and so the legacy of antipathy was handed down from father to son and from mother to daughter for thirty years this battle raged between them and one by one the death-dealing rifle and revolver thinned the families until one day just twenty years ago there remained but a single representative of each family lemuel adams and louisa redmond they were both young and handsome and at their first meeting forgot the ancient feud of their families and loved each other they married at once 
and thus ended the great adams redmond feud but alas sir the inherited discord and hatred of so many years standing was destined to rebound upon an innocent victim i was the child of that marriage and the adams and redmond blood would not mingle as a babe i was like any other and was even considered unusually prepossessing i can well believe that madam i interrupted the lady coloured slightly and went on as i grew older a strange warring and many adverse impulses began to sway me every thought or movement i made was met by a contradictory one it was the result of hereditary antagonism half of me was adams and the other half redmond if i attempted to look at an object one of my eyes would gaze in another direction if i tried to salt a potato while eating the other hand would involuntarily reach out and sprinkle it with sugar hundreds of times while playing the piano while one hand would strike the notes of a lovely beethoven sonata i could not keep the other from pounding out over the garden wall or the skidmore guards the adams and the redmond blood would not flow in harmony if i went into an ice-cream saloon i would order a vanilla cream in spite of myself when my very soul was clamouring for lemon many a time i would strive with every nerve to disrobe for the night and the opposing influence would be so strong that i have instead put on my finest and most elaborate clothing and retired with my shoes on have you ever met a similar case doctor never i said it is indeed remarkable and you have never succeeded in overcoming the adverse tendency oh yes by constant efforts and daily exercise i have succeeded so far that it troubles me now in one respect only with one exception i am now entirely released from its influence it is my locomotion that is affected my lower limbs refuse to coincide in their movements if i try to walk in a certain direction one one of them will take the step i desire and the other tries to go by an entirely different route it seems that one eye one of them is adams and the other redmond absolutely the only time when they agree is when i ride a bicycle and as one goes up when the other is going down the opposite movements of course facilitate my progress but when endeavouring to walk i find them utterly unmanageable you observed my entrance into this room is there anything you can do for me doctor your case is indeed a strange one i said i will consider the situation and if you will call to-morrow at ten o'clock i will prescribe for you she rose from her chair and i assisted her down the stairs to her carriage which waited below such a sprawling ungainly mixed-up walk i never saw before i meditated over her case for a long time that night and consulted all the authorities on locomotor ataxia and diseases of the muscles that i could find i found nothing covering her case and about midnight i wandered out along the streets for a breath of cool air i passed a store kept by an old german whom i knew and dropped in to speak a word with him i had noticed some time before two tame deer he kept running about in a paddock in his yard i asked him about them he told me that they had been fighting and had not been able to agree so we had separated them placing each one in a separate yard of a sudden an idea came to me the next day at ten the young lady came to my office i had a prescription ready for her i gave it to her she read it flushed and was inclined to be angry 
try it madam i said she agreed to do so and only yesterday i saw her on the street walking as gracefully and easily as any lady in the city what was your prescription asked the reporter it was simply to wear a pair of bloomers said the young physician you see by separating the opposing factions harmony was restored the adams and the redmond divisions no longer clashed and the cure of the patient was complete let me see continued the physician it is nearly half past seven i have an engagement to call upon her at eight in confidence i may say that she has consented to change her name to mine at an early date i would not have you repeat what i have told you of course to be sure i will not said the reporter but won't you take another lemon no no thank you said the doctor rising hurriedly i must go good evening i will see you again in a few days houston daily post sunday morning may third eighteen ninety six end of section eleven